Hello everyone and welcome back to the Winging It F1 podcast. Yes, the F1 action might be underway at Spa, but there was some big news drop dropping on Friday morning, or that was dropped on Friday morning. That makes more English gra- gra- grammatical sense. Uh, so I think he's lost Adam, at this point, mate. Yeah, Don't stress me, too much. He and Adam, I know, 146 episodes are still... God, intro. Uh, me and Adam are here to talk about it. It, it is uh, Audi have announced they will be joining F1. Uh, we don't know yet if it, they are taking over a team. That is what is highly likely to happen. It is probably going to be Sauber from everything that's been talked about uh, this week. Uh, but they have officially registered as a power unit manufacturer. So at the very least, they will be running an engine from 2026 when the new Formula 1 regulations are implemented. Uh, Audi, of course, have been very successful in World Endurance Championship at Le Mans. You know, Tom Christensen's won, I think, all of his Le Mans titles there and so many other great Audi drivers have won in the work up, you know, this century, Formula E as well, they've been successful, uh, rallying back, you know, in the 80s, and now, for the first time, uh, joining F1 for 2026. Uh, yeah, what's your initial reaction to the news, Adam? Is Kamui Kobayashi race for Audi? Uh, no. Oh, so it's going to be a return for my favourite Japanese driver. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's large, isn't it? It's, it's still... Yeah, it, it's kind of obviously it's been coming for a while. It's a bit of a weird announcement yeah. like that where it was was expected. Now they've said they're joining, but they've not said they're coming with the team. But everyone thinks they are going to come with the team. So, yeah, it's kind of it's a I guess a confirmation. But yeah, it's 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 pretty big in terms of you know it's the first manufacturer joining since or you know manufacturer engine joining since Honda or you know unless you count Red Bull. Um, yeah. So yeah, from that from that angle, it's a pretty big step because F one, you know, I I really aside aside from um, you know some kind of minor issues when you dig down into it, F one has you know been getting better and better over the last few years and been getting more and more fans and the racing's been getting more exciting. But the one weakness of that is it feels like it only takes one team. And then you're down to go to fold, and then you're down to nine teams, and then you're really in trouble. So, it you know it, it is quite it feels quite precarious, despite all the success they've enjoyed. Then they really it did feel like there was a need for us, you know, another team to come in and just boost and just give them that safety net because you know we've seen seen over the years, and I guess more more towards the start of when we were watching, but it's always possible that you know an event can happen and that can push a team over the edge. So. You know that that was what prompted has to bring him as a pin last year. So I think yeah, we it it just strengthens F one's position and I guess makes it a much more reliable you know pro, uh, corporately and commercially a much more reliable product. Absolutely, and I think people should know this. Like this is huge news. This isn't like Aston Martin joining a couple of years ago when they don't even when it was just basically a marketing thing, which it still is. This isn't like Alpine joining. This is a brand new manufacturer, Audi, absolutely massive, first time in F1. You know, this is one of the biggest new team pieces of news for the last six or seven years. So it is absolutely a huge announcement. Uh, They are expected to 
expected to take over Alpha Alpha Romeo Sauber. Uh, ironically, Alpha or Sauber, as they were called then, it started with Mercedes and then they went to BMW and now they're going to be with Audi. <laughs> so they've been with like the three rival German manufacturers over the last what 30 years or something like that. Uh, and they were very successful with BMW as well. Let's mm. not forget. I mean, that yeah. was you know, the height of their success. So I'm not saying it's going to return to that, but with more money, you know, which is the main thing in F1 to invest and develop new regulations. Uh, and, you know, with Audi coming in because of the increased use of electrical components, uh, the engine is changing from 2026. So there could be a bit of a reset there. It could be, you know, well, it is going to be a new era, but hopefully it'll be a new era where Alpha, you know, it might sound mad right now when they're nowhere near the front, but it could be at the front with that investment. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> you know, they were even good in, you know, up until in, in the early 2010s, you know, with, with Kobayashi and Perez, mm. and that was why Hulkenberg went there. You know, I think he left Force India to go there, and that kind of went badly. But, you know, it was, he had basically the, the run the table from the field, and that's where he picked. And I know that's 10 years ago, but it's, you know, 10 years ago isn't that long in F1, really. So, yeah, it's, I think, yeah, from... Alfa Romeo Sauber's point of view, it's very exciting because the Alfa Romeo partnership's just not, it's not done anything. Like it's, it's just, you know, like you said with Aston, it's just been kind of very, um, you know, skin deep and that's it. And yeah, it, it just doesn't look like a team going forward. I know they've, you know, tried, they tried to freshen up the driver lineup this year, but you know, they've been toiling away with Raikkonen and Giovinazzi for a while. Now they've got Bottas and Joe who are good, but they're not, I guess the most exciting lineup. It's maybe a bit more dependable than than exciting. So, yeah, I think from their point of view, they they have to hope that there'll be that opportunity to you know really skyrocket because, like we said, they can do it and they have put together some very successful seasons in the past. So, fingers crossed. You know, there's a lot a lot of bridges to to cross before that, but fingers crossed it can be the start of something like that. Absolutely, uh, we're expecting. Porsche to announce that they're going to join F1 or return to F1 after a very long time as well, but with Red Bull uh, from 2026. But I mean, that's been talked about for months now and still, still hasn't been announced. Not quite sure when that will be confirmed. Uh, Another emergency podcast coming up. Yeah. I don't I mean, I don't think it's going to be for a couple of weeks at least. But, uh, Not until 2026. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, the, the only thing with this is. And we, we can talk a bit, a bit about Andretti here as well. Is I would like to have seen uh, an 11th or 12th team rather than a big manufacturer taking over, you know, and, you know, it's not an independent team because the Alpha Romeo backing, but like, you know, a current team, mm. let's say, because F1 does need more cars. It does need more drivers, I guess. There's so much talent in motorsport now. We've seen with this silly season how McLaren have signed like 12 different drivers and that kind of thing, yet only two are going to get this. Oh, well, one next to Lando Norris is going to get the seat. So it would have been nice to have seen, you know, Audi come in all by themselves. But I could equally understand they want to, you know, if they, if they did do that, it would it they would be at a disadvantage, I guess, because especially being at the first time and they have no F1 experience. So I could, I could see why they've done it this way. But yeah, it would be nice. But it would be nice to see an F team on the on the grid. 
Yeah, I, I think it's just... I think they've, there's just been too many times where that's tried and failed. I mean, I guess Toyota is the most obvious example that I can think of in that, you know, came in, tried to do it their own way and just didn't, you know, they had one shot in 2009 where they potentially could have, you know, done something or at least should have won a race. But it wasn't, you know, it there's just stuff like that. And at the end of the day, if they win, if they win as a... Um, as a kind of partner to Sauber or they win as their own team. I don't think it makes that much difference to, you know, people's perception of it and, you know, the marketing of it, it's still Audi winning and people don't drill down into whether it was, you know, the car was made in Germany or Switzerland or wherever. So I think that's just the thing. So yeah, I agree. It would have been nice and kind of like I talked about before, F1 is in a precarious position with this. So yeah, it, it would have been really nice, but I can see it. It just doesn't really make, I guess financial sense to yeah. do it when there are so many, so much easier way of, of making those gains in, in um, by taking over another team. And Sauber's obviously, you know, got that setup, got that history, but is always looking for a cash injection, always looking for a partner. So, yeah, it, it's it's a shame because if if a car brand was going to do it, you'd think Audi would be one, you know, the biggest like European one. They, you know, they'd surely be the one that could, but. I think they've just decided that it's not either worth their time or not possible. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, a bit on Andretti then, because this week, Stefano Domenicali, uh, the F1, uh, I forgot his position, that's not good. CEO. Boss, CEO, no, you one of them, uh, said, he was, about Andretti, he was asked about Andretti because they've been rumoured to join the sport uh, for 12 months now, nearly uh, took over Sauber actually last year, but that didn't quite. It does seem that they want to come in as a new team. Uh, and you know, it was Michael or Mario, Michael or Mario, what Michael, Michael. Or, Ma- or Mario Andretti. Yeah, they announced on Twitter a few months ago now that that, that they you know wanted to join F1 and apply <coughs> through, through the FIA. But it does seem that there's a bit of a let's say, I don't know, people or some teams don't want it to happen. And Domenicali said, uh, I'll quote him, he said, I think that today in the actual stages of F1, it's not a problem of quantity where we can see a step of increasing the value of F1. It's a matter of really understanding, uh, and then he goes on to say that the the evaluation is not only with, with Andretti, the evaluation is with others that are respecting the science and trying to be more productive on proving who they are. Uh, basically, he doesn't. He isn't very positive on Andretti, and it does seem like he isn't encouraging, let's say, new teams, which I completely disagree with. I think Andretti joining the grid would be massive. We've talked so much about how. You know, having an American team to possibly bring in an American driver, that is how you can truly crack the American market even more. Yes, they've got Las Vegas and Miami have joined this year, of course. But it just seems like if Andretti can't join as an 11th team, who can? And this is a sport where, in the past, you know, teams that did not have the status of Andretti or the funding or the history of Andretti, they were allowed to join. I mean, only 10, 11 years ago, we had HRT, Caterham, and uh, the Virgin, who turned into Marussia, joining the grid. And yes, they were at the back, but they were allowed to join the grid. I don't understand why 
push from some teams who don't know who they are, of course. And now F1 are kind of downplaying Andretti's chances. They should be all over it. They should be signing them up straight away, in my opinion. It is. I, I, I don't really get it. Yeah, neither do I. It seems very defeatist. I, I, yeah. I, I just don't... Obviously, the F1 teams are under, you know, there's... I, obviously, it's a closed shot at the moment, and I guess that suits the people that are already in because they're the ones that, you know, get... You know, if, if someone comes in, there is a chance that they lose revenue. And, you know, if there's if they're in 11th and, or, you know, in, in 8th or but behind another team, then that's not looking as good as if you're in 7th when there's 10 teams. And when you're trying to, I guess, sell that to um, obviously the prize money, but also when you're trying to sell that to sponsors, then it can make a difference. But it just doesn't, you know, it's not, there's no point having, you, you need to have other teams in. Like, there, there's no point having the best house in town if the rest of the town is burnt down like it's just not you need to you need to have a thriving f1 to be able to make the most of it as a team in it and a thriving f1 would include an american team a name that is synonymous with motorsport and has huge history in f1 and i just don't i'm I'm like you i the only thing i can think of is it's just protecting their self-interest and if so that's such an insular way of looking I, at I it. I think that is the reason. I think that is absolutely the reason. Yeah. But it's just such a short-sighted, short-term cutting off, you know, despite your face way of looking at it. Yeah. I, I mean, I asked Christian Horn about it about a month ago and he was very supportive of Andretti joining. So it seems like, you know, some teams are uh, wanting it to happen, like Red Bull, but other teams don't, which is... Uh, he, he, and I know... F1's very political now, kind of thing, but surely this is a massive chat. They're scoring a massive on goal if this doesn't happen. Because, you know, how often is a team like Andretti, as big as Andretti, you know, one of the biggest independent teams in the whole motorsport world, it doesn't get much bigger, really, are going to come knocking on F1's door, you know, when F1 is at such a great level as well. You know, they're missing a massive opportunity. So, I don't know. It just seems with every day that passes, I mean, we did a podcast again a few months ago now when the Andretti thing was first announced and like we all, I think we were all raving about it. But with every day that's passing now, it does seem less and less likely. So who knows? I think F1 needs more teams. Andretti would be the perfect fit, you know, just because of who they are. Uh, so yeah, we'll have yeah, to see. But I'd... it doesn't look good. <clears throat> No, it, it no, it's it's not looking very optimistic for them. But yeah, I just don't. You know, you got is it three hundred million threshold payment that you've got to make just to get into the sport in the first place? Two hundred, yeah. Even though so, Williams were bought for one hundred fifty, yeah, which is like so. That's why teams, you know, you'd rather buy, you know, Williams for example, mm. than spend an extra fifty million to make yeah. a new to start your new to have a new entry. Mm. Yeah, it it just. But, you know, can di- agree or disagree on that, but regardless, how many teams do you have that are wanting to do that? How many people do you have coming up going, yes, we want to spend this just not, you know, just to effectively get a racing licence and be able to to join the paddock? Like, it's you don't have many people who are able to line up and say that. So, yeah, it, it just seems remarkably short-sighted, but it's F1. Yeah. 
Yep, it's F1. So, yeah, uh, we're going to finish off with a little bit of news that we all kind of knew was coming because we didn't react to the official announcement. That was uh, Daniel Ricciardo, uh, while McLaren announced on Wednesday that he will leave at the end of this year. Now, we have talked about Ricciardo a lot, but it did seem from his body language, and I'm not a body language reader, it deal, it does, it, to me, the main take was it did seem like he isn't sure about his future. Uh, now, you know, you could be playing a bit of a poker face, that kind of thing, but you know, from how I interpreted, uh, you know, the social media video he put out there in, in the press conference on Thursday, it did seem that way. Uh, is that how you saw it, Adam, or do you think he's got something ready? No, it, yeah, it, it was very, yeah, the, the, the way he was talking didn't seem certain about what's coming up, but I, I, I think that maybe confirms what we've been saying, that it's not, you know, if you have two years toiling with a team, that just really harms your stock. Like, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how good of a driver you come into, into a, a partnership with a team as, you know, that is, it's it, it effectively a reset when you're there. So, yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. I think it still definitely wouldn't be a surprise to see him on the grid next season, but just the way he was talking did feel very not sure what's next, hoping mm. for something to come up. Yeah, and now are you expecting it to be Piastri now, or are you still thinking Palo? <laughs> um, oh God, I don't know. I'd, I've given it's got to be to... Piastri, hasn't it? It has to. Be yeah, you, you'd yeah. think so, but um, I don't know. I, I'm giving up trying to. Like ev- everything has just been wild. Like it, it's mean, not that there's not a you know Ricardo's announcement is the only thing that's been predictable so far. The um, the contract board is meeting on Monday, yeah, uh, Monday to yeah. discuss that. So, I mean, you know, toss a toss a coin then, to be honest, because yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, we're not privy to any of that. So, both teams seem to think they have a, a rock solid case, and I don't, I don't really see. I think Alpine would take Piastri still for the season and just say, well, you know, Absolutely. we signed you. So, Absolutely. I think it will rest on that, and we don't know what's going to happen, and then who knows. Yeah, uh, just to read out the official thing, uh, the F1 Contract Recognition Board will meet on Monday to see if either McLaren or Alpine have the services mm-hmm. of Oscar Piastri from 2023. Uh, both teams obviously obviously think they do, uh, so we won't hear about the Piastri news for at least another five or six days, if not longer, because this could run on. Uh, but yeah, I think my take on Ricardo now, he did see, he got a lot of empathy well, empathy slash sympathy from other drivers, which I found, well, not, well, it's not that surprising, actually. But ultimately, he hasn't performed, has he? So it's, and McLaren, I'm sure, have done everything they can to try and help him become competitive. So I think he can only blame himself. And he'll know that deep down, I think. You know, he can play the game of, it didn't work out, but he'll know it's the driver's job to work it out maximize the card it hasn't happened in two different forms of car regulations now and i don't know, i think because this has been announced now i feel like mclaren wouldn't have announced something without him kind of agreeing or coming close to agreeing to joining a new team so i do feel like alpine yeah. or Haas are the destinations for him to go i'm really not sure which one but i don't know I, I would edge towards Haas now 
I think. Uh, and then I'll shoot back into Alpine or something. That would be my guess. But it really is very difficult to say. I Yeah, I, I still... This is just kind of conjecture, really. But I guess my gut feeling is just... Alpine feel like too proud a team to go back to Ricardo. That's just like my... That's the... To me, that's the um, issue. Or that, that's where I see the stumbling block. I think they'd rather go with someone else and see if they can figure it out. But... It, it's really, yeah, it, it's all up in the air. They could, you know, if obviously, I, you know, they'll take Piastri, I believe, if he is, it's, if it's ruled in their favour. And if not, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I don't, I don't think they'd announce it now unless they had to. And I think the reason they'd have, they'd have to is Ricardo signing up with another team. And if that was the case, then it wouldn't be Alpine because. Or, you know, Ricardo being close to another team, and if that was the case, it wouldn't be Alpine because they're still in for Piastri. So that's my kind of rough thoughts. But as I said, it's nothing has gone the way we expected it to. So, yeah. you know, it's not. Take that with a with a tablespoon of salt. Tablespoon. That's, that's dangerous. Tables, that's a lot, isn't it? You don't have oh. to you don't have to eat it. You just have to like oh, right. you know, like have it there while you're listening to the opinion. But I've said that after the opinion, so they can't. So <laughs> Sorry. See, see. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, viewers and listeners. Don't eat a tablespoon of salt. It's not good. No. Uh, so, no. so, yeah, that was a little short podcast there and talk about the latest news in F1 over the last couple of days. It was always going to be a bit hectic going into the Belgian Grand Prix. We should be back after Spa, depending on plans and that kind of thing. Well, you should uh, be. No, I should be, yeah, <laughs> but... I don't know if I can do it by myself. Uh, so, yeah, that will hopefully be out on Monday. But if not, we'll, we'll be back to look at Zantfort or review Zantfort. Again, depends on work and plans. Uh, so, yeah, we sh- will try and get something out over the next seven days. Uh, until then, thank you, Adam. And it's thank goodbye. You, Bye.